0: This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network, every team, everywhere. What's going on Caps fans, it's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Poly Cupcakes.
1: What's up, everybody? Uh, glad to be back talking to you about the best team in the best league and the best sport in the world.
0: Absolutely. We got a good good episode for you guys today. We're going to um, give you a little bit of league news updates and call uh, that. Uh, sorry, Pauly's going to be uh, showcasing um, another player. And we have a great interview with the Hockey Podcast Network's own Bayou Benders who is a, he's kind of a jack of all trades. He's been, he's bounced around the network, but he is um a Habs fan that lives in New Orleans. So we get to hear a little bit out of New Orleans, a great city and the, the Habs as well. Uh But first off, we got to tell him, Polly, we are still giving away CBD-manic.com's Active Sport Pain Relief Ointment. It's a deep muscle rub. It's a CBD infused product. Um, you know, this stuff is, I, mean, I wish I could keep it for myself, but you know what? We're going to do the good thing. We're giving it away on Twitter. The Capture Podcast uh, account will retweet it again. The rules are follow us, retweet us, like the post, and you'll be entered to win this Active Sport Pain Relief Ointment. We'll ship it to you. And uh I don't know. I mean I feel like that's a pretty good giveaway. So here For it is. Sure. Check it out.
1: And uh you know what, we we hadn't discussed this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make a decision and put it on the air. Uh a second retweet will give you a second enter. Uh we'll, we'll we'll cap it at two. But Okay. Um yeah, you know, give uh if you've already retweeted it, retweet it a second time and we'll put your name in the hat twice.
0: How are they gonna retweet it twice?
1: Uh, they can quote it.
0: Quote it? Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> quick right. thinking.
0: Yeah, I mean retweet it twice. Wh- what yeah. we'll do is we're going to do we're going to what? What are we giving it away on Wednesday, right? The 29th? Yes. So, um we'll, we'll we'll do something. Maybe we'll just do a quick FaceTime so that you can be involved, Polly, and uh and we'll film it and put it on the old internet there.
1: Yeah. Um we uh it's been live since 4:20. So everybody's got nine days to get it together, and we're gonna, you know, give it to a lucky fan. You know, we're, uh, we're just trying to give back to the people.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. That's that's what we're all about. We appreciate you, fans, that make make life worth living here. Exactly. <laughs> um, I yeah. Anyways, follow us on social. <laughs> Do that shit. Uh, possibly win. I'll be honest. There's not a lot of people who have entered. So like the chances of you winning are pretty fucking high. Most of the people who've been doing it are like, uh, just our buddies from the, from the network. And I don't know if I'm even going to include them. I mean, Paulie, what do you, <laughs> should we even include these guys?
1: Like, uh, you know, I mean, maybe we won't admit to it publicly, but we might not.
0: You know? Exactly. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. So. I thought you were gonna say we're not gonna admit to it publicly and do it, and then just give it to our friends. But we're not like that. We're not like that.
1: Yeah. Um. We we run a classy organization here.
0: Yeah, hundred percent above the fucking above above the table. For um. Sure. <laughs> anyways, with that man, uh, let's you know the thirstiness, thirstiness happening.
1: Oh yeah, I could use a drink. One, two.
0: Three. All right. So, you know, actually, um, aside from the fact that an evil dictator may have died this week, there's actually some good uh, – uh, additionally, some good uh, um, uh, league news going on. John Scott came out and the only reason that I am – the only reason that I'm mentioning this is because – this rumor seems to be holding a little bit of water with how the league is reacting. And he's saying that what rookie camp's going to start June 1st or something. Yeah. I mean, and that European be, players are coming back.
1: He must be one hell of an insider. If he's getting all this info, um, I don't know who, whose shoes he had to shine to get this kind of <laughs> insider information, but uh, yeah, hopefully it's, even if it's the least bit true, this is exciting news.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, I we have we have bets on this. We have beers and money on the line that the Stanley Cup's going to be awarded this season, Polly.
1: Yeah, and you know, as much as I love drinking, and I don't have any problem with shotgunning, right. I would, you know, and maybe I'd even shotgun three beers in celebration. I'm not going to put that in writing, but. Um, <laughs> I'd rather there be a cup and not have to do the shotgun.
0: Exactly. Because really, at the end of the day, a lot of it's about bragging rights and pride. And if I win, the network's never going to – the naysayers, the detractors on the network who have challenged me in a a friendly wager slash serious wager for me because I have nothing else to compete about right Mm now. Um, Anyone who's challenged me is going to go down. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely flaunt that and, and shove it in their face.
1: Yeah, you will feel the pain.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, watch out, motherfuckers, cause <laughs> hockey chill on the warpath. <laughs> um, okay. So, you know, I, I, what they're saying is that the gist of it is, is that players from Europe, since they're gonna have to go through a long quarantine coming back, that they're gonna be starting to come back. And the NHL has said, basically, we don't give a fuck. We're willing to push the the next season up a month if we need to, and we're willing to start in July. I think is what they said. Is that is that the is is that what you've been hearing?
1: Yeah, yeah, that seems to be the the move at this point.
0: Right. So, like June, July ish could be a a a sweet spot here, um, because. I guess the CDC rules like fourteen consecutive days of decreasing new cases, or something. I don't know. There's some sort of smart guy thing that smart people have figured out, and I, and they're alluding that we're close to it. Uh, and and again, you know, all of this is just fucking speculation.
1: So, I, but at I don't least know. it's happy speculation
0: exactly and i feel like this is different from the other stuff because people have finally come out and said like i've heard that this is going to happen for sure not i heard that they're going to talk about this thing that may happen one time and speculate, and and it's all basically a uh, fairy tale until we we get it going you know it, it's it's all we're going to i've i've heard that there's rumors about talking about coming back now it's like i've heard that they are coming back so yeah
1: definitely it it sounds more legitimate than a lot of the stuff we've heard,
0: right? <clears throat> you know, no matter if it came from John Scott or not, um,
1: I trust. I trust John Scott. I would trust. I, I trust he's him. He's got too. a fucking. He's got an engineering degree. I mean, he's no fucking. He's he may not have been anything more than a goon on the ice, but he's probably smarter than the majority of the guys that played hockey with him.
0: Yeah, but what does what does intellect have to do with being an insider in the NHL and and being able to predict the future, Paulie?
1: Well, between his fanfare and his intelligence, I I, I think he's a, a trustworthy source because someone of of that caliber of intelligence isn't seeking the attention and approval of those beneath him. Whoa, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> whoa, what the fuck? Hey, you, uh, that's as good as a fucking that's as good as an argument as any there, Paul. You just fucking came out out of the you know swinging, came out swinging yeah. on that one.
1: I'm Fuck. I'm here folks. I'm here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, after you put it that way, I am 100% <laughs> on board now. The is coming back on July 1st. Um was it July or was it June?
1: I th- I think July is what yeah, I thought so- because, you know, it's going to you're going to have the quarantine per, uh, period and then you're going to have a camp probably to get back in shape. So, I think July seems to be the most realistic.
0: Okay, so Let's, and, and they've also come out and said that one city in each division will host all of the games. And again, ladies and gentlemen, I've been telling you that the cost basis for all these teams is going to go down, 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 down. I don't, I'm not yet buying that the NHL has completely, they, they may have be losing, they may be losing money on this deal on, on the season, but I am not 100% convinced that they are losing like a kajillion dollars and it's, you know catastrophic for the league uh i in fact they might make a little money
1: yeah i mean if they do something like you were talking about like a pay-per-view um for these games with empty arenas right um it, it it could balance out
0: honestly i'd go i'd i'd shop it around networks be like look we're ready to go back You send your camera camera crews and pay them and do all the fucking shit that is involved in that camera crew, and you give us money for these TV rights beyond whatever we're going to do. I find – I think that being the first sport back to market, if they can do it – if and I don't think this is going to happen, but if they can lead by a month, I mean that whole month is just prime real estate that I think that they can just really just hold people over the coals for
1: as far as um. In addition to that, the MLB is already working on a plan. So, um, if they can get back around the same time as baseball and beat basketball to it, they'll be in a good spot.
0: Yeah, I think so. So, hey, who knows? You know, again, I, and us fucking normal slobs, we're never gonna know what the what the inner workings of the NHL and how they've cooked the books or whatever they've done to uh, show losses or, or whatever is, is going to be a whole thing in itself. But I, I'm being optimistic for the first time in my fucking life. I'm being optimistic on this.
1: I'm rubbing off on you.
0: Yeah. I think you are Polly. it's all those cupcakes.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's hard to be mad when you got a belly full of cupcakes.
0: Right. But, but let's walk through this just really briefly. July. Okay. So that's, you have the whole month of July. Mm -hmm. June, July, and then August, September, and then the season would start in October, right? Yeah. So let's say they have the entirety of October. That's four months. Dude, Mm -hmm. There you cannot be telling me that they cannot get 12 games plus the entirety of the playoffs done in four months.
1: Yeah, I mean, the playoffs usually take just over two months. So uh, July probably would be enough to finish the regular season. It's not a little a little into August.
0: I'm saying July, two weeks into July, regular season's done.
1: Yeah, I mean at, at at that type of um at that pace, they could almost start the regular season on time.
0: Right, because you're you you think about it, you're all playing in the same fucking rink. You're playing three mm-hmm. games a day.
1: Yeah, and, and if, in your if division. You're not, I mean, for the teams that get eliminated, just keep practicing. Everybody's still going to be in the same shape.
0: Right, exactly. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you were to pull every single person, every player in the NHL and say, regardless of the circumstances, if I told you you could have the Stanley Cup awarded this year, what would you say yes or no i'd say a strong 85% a hard 85% would say yes
1: wouldn't you oh uh, completely
0: i mean these guys are professionals and they're true competitors they're not about a lot of them aren't in it for the money they're in it to play the game i mean they are in it for the money but you know what i mean they're not like football basketball baseball players
1: I, yeah I, I mean they're not going to walk over 1 million you know they're going to right they're they're going to they're going to you know the The guy who's making 500,000 is going to play just as hard as the guy on a Crosby or OV contract.
0: Exactly. So that being said, I mean, I, I think getting the So I think that like, okay. And we talked about this, man. We talked about this in depth. A one week, you have five days to get your team ready. Everybody's back. And at that point, once everybody's been cleared and you can play and everything's okay, you have five days, get your team ready after that five days. You're playing a game, you're playing, you know, a back to back, a break, a back to back, a weekend game. That's five games. Okay. So maybe it's three weeks, three weeks into it, you know, and then maybe it's a back to back, a break, a back to back, a break, a back to back. Um, maybe even three games in a row. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I, I know that that sounds really crazy, but. I mean, and I'm in no way comparing beer league to the NHL, but there are guys in a lot worse shape who play more games.
1: Yeah, and if travel wasn't as much of a factor, I think right. that it would be more doable.
0: Yeah, you just don't do your morning fucking skate, like yeah, you just play I mean, these games. you know,
1: like you said, you know, this isn't the same thing as pro, but. Back when we were in college, we'd play tournaments and we'd play Friday night, Saturday morning, Sunday evening, or Saturday morning, Saturday evening, and then another Sunday game. You know, um, if college kids could do that and go out and eat wings and get drunk and still get up and play the next day, I think these guys can handle a couple back to backs.
0: Right. And OK, maybe the game pace will suffer, but you're still looking at the best athletes in the world.
1: Right, and you know, maybe you just got to roll four lines more often. Like, <laughs> right. if 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 the price to pay is that the fourth liners get more ice time, I'm very willing to <laughs> make that that sacrifice.
0: Right, exactly. So, a lot of people are like, "Well, the, oh, these these poor millionaire players are going to have to be away from their families for two months." Like, half these guys are probably like, "Fuck yeah." <laughs> Right. (laughs) They've been in quarantine with their, with their shit ass kids, three of them, you know, run around the fucking house, running your fucking nerves to their fucking breaking point, breaking shit, you know, pooping on the floor. I don't know. Shit that kids do. Um, it's, they're, this is welcome. I'm sure that they don't give a fuck. Um, and oh, hey, at the end of it, they're going to get paid millions of dollars.
1: Exactly. And a chance for the Stanley Cup.
0: Right. Let me let me play the world's smallest fucking fiddle right now for you.
1: <laughs> right? It's funny you say the world's smallest fiddle cuz a fiddle and a violin are pretty much the same thing, right? They're just called different things depending on the genre. I think so, yeah. Yeah, cuz normally the 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 world's smallest violin is the the saying. I guess that country te- shit's te- wearing off on me. Yeah, I mean technically you're right cuz I I think they are the same instrument. It probably just depends on the music you play and how tight you you know string the strings or whatever,
0: how tight you string the strings. All right, well, any music aficionados <laughs> out there, please let us know if it's the fiddle or the violin. Sorry, uh, if I yeah. if I fucking you know. <laughs> it, well, anyways, uh, anyways, we're, talk- we're off on a fucking t- tangent. I I, yeah. I don't want to talk about this because this is and, and even for this podcast, this is so off base and not rooted in any fact whatsoever that it it angers me it's just like you know we're just we're basically pissing in the wind at this point
1: so we are So let's talk I, some caps
0: yeah I have my beliefs you have your beliefs and I believe that we'll be right in the end because we generally are so you know true that let's get into the Washington wraparound let's do it alright Polly. Break us off, man. I know you got a little bit of news. Um, I watched this too, so.
1: Yeah, so I didn't watch it live, but I watched uh, highlights. So first of all, there was the OV. I did watch this live. It was the OV and uh, Gretzky conversation. I think it was Catherine Tappan who hosted yeah. it. Um, That was pretty good stuff. It was um, cool. A lot, of, a lot of respect there. And then they had their, I think it was on Twitch, they had their NHL game, yeah. NHL 20. Um, and so the way it broke down was Ovi had a late goal and sent it to OT, but then Gretzky had the game winner in overtime. I think it was a 5-4 to four
0: victory. Yeah, and that, that last goal to Kempney was incredible. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was. Um, so yeah, o- that was... Go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, Ovi basically celebrates the same at NHL, at Chell, as he does on the ice. It's fucking he does. incredible.
1: You know, yeah. one one thing that's hard, it's hard to stay friendly when you're playing person-to-person in <laughs> any video game because you get competitive. Yeah. So, it's like, I, I I commend them for staying friendly because I know when I used to play against guys, like, you might be my buddy, but every time you score on me, I want to punch you in the face. So,
0: yeah, dude, when um, it, it got to a point where, like, you know, they were trying to play... And there was a multitude of techn- technical issues that were plaguing this whole stream. But they were trying to play and um there was a point where Ovi was getting spanked a little bit. And you could just tell on his face he was like pouting a little bit and just pissed. <laughs> and the other the um and and it was an intense game and the the moderator was trying to ask him questions like, Hey Gretzky, who did you love playing with? And he was like, I love playing with everyone, you know, very political answer and then uh they were like hey ovi how about you and he just didn't even respond just like
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's how i get when i play i mean i i don't really get too much enjoyment out of it anymore like i used to but that's how i mean like i was like zeroed in when i was playing
0: <laughs> right and he was very much that way plus he was kind of being a pissy pants because
1: he was getting smoked so yeah <laughs> on national tv well not national tv but on on social media Mm-hmm. So plenty, plenty of eyes to see it. Uh, let's talk about uh, another very uh, loved, and at this point, some people have abandoned him, but we still love him here. Braden Holpe. um, Holpe oh hey, Beast.
0: hey, yeah, and and as as we're doing a goalie, so you've announced that it's a goalie, and I was waiting for this. Going back to that NHL stream, um. Oh, oh! Gretzky had a goal called off on him for goalie interference.
1: Oh yeah, yeah! And, I did, I
0: yeah. <laughs> and Gretzky, the great one himself, asking why the fuck that was goalie interference is just peak NHL to me. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, you know like that was soft. I I, uh, I try not to agree with my dad too much, but my father says that one of the big issues with sports today is that the lawyers got involved and like goalie interference and what is or isn't a catch in the NFL are perfect examples of that.
0: Right. So another shout out to Pat there, but but yeah, sorry, Pat. I didn't mean to interrupt you continue no, right. with the whole beast.
1: All right. So uh, probably one of the biggest steals in NHL draft history uh, would have been Ovechkin if the Panthers pulled that off the year before he was eligible because they tried to, Use leap year as an excuse of why he was eligible. Uh, Russian Machine Never Breaks tweeted about that. So you, you scroll through their stuff. It's it's a pretty interesting story. Um, yep. But Holpe, 2008, fourth round, second pick, 93rd overall. What? Yeah, yeah I mean, not a com- lot
0: of promise off the draft for him.
1: Right. You know, he he um, I mean, the only way to put it is he was a steal. That mm-hmm. was after his third season of playing with the Saskatoon Blades in the WHL. He went back for one more year after he was drafted. And then in the 09 2010 season, he started his pro career. He was in the ECHL with the South Carolina Stingrays, actually was an all star that year and for the ECHL. And he spent the majority of the season in the NHL or AHL with the Hershey Bears. And then the next season is when he made his NHL debut. It was on November 5th against the Bruins. It was a 3-3 game. They ended up winning. Uh, So I would assume he got the win. Um, And then his first NHL start two nights later on November 7th. And he um, had his first NHL shutout in March 9th, 2011. So that first season... Um, 2010, 2011 is when he finally got into the cap system, had his first game, his first win, uh, his first shutout. And then, oh, the, so the shutout was against Edmonton and lo and behold, Ovi, two goals, one apple five, nothing win. boom. Um, even though he had success in the 2010, 11 season, he ended up back down in Hershey that year. Now, right. The 2012-13 season was the shortened season, mm-hmm. and he was named the starter that year. Uh, Adam Oates was the coach, and he he recognized Holby's talent and named him the starter.
0: And here's here's the 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 funny part about it all is that Michael Newbert, who previous to Holby was starting a lot, he was our starter, he was doing good. Um, that we had shipped uh, Theodore out. And uh now we had Newverth, he was supposed to be our guy, and Holby had showed promise in the previous season, so he was backing up. But it became quite a controversy, whereas when Hopepie became the starter, Michael Newverth said that he thinks he thought he was the better goalie in the off season, and yeah I Newver's mean, I, I feel in. like
1: you know the caps had a couple goalies in a row that. Showed promise and fizzled out. Varlamov, Neuerth, right. um and Holpi was the one who finally delivered on the promise that he showed.
0: Yeah, and and those goalies mm-hmm. did us good for the for the time that they were here. You know, it was Ted or and then Newverth as I remember,
2: mm-hmm. and they
0: did well. And then there was a good competition in the goalie pool after we shipped off Varlamov, um, and Newverth and Holpi. And then Nuver's like yeah i'm gonna I'm gonna smoke Holpe's tits off in camp <laughs> comes out of camp as a backup
1: yeah um so uh yeah that's that's that that's basically what transpired into getting Holpe into the starting spot. those couple guys who ended up having decent success with other teams uh Theodore went to Montreal mm-hmm. and did well, and Barlamov did well in Colorado for a while, and Noevereath ended up in Philly. So, uh, you know, they were solid. Holpe just uh, became the guy who finally was the right fit for the Caps. And so in the his second season as a starter, or no, sec, sorry, third season as a starter, 2014-15, Holpe had some pretty remarkable stats. He faced the most shots in the NHL, 2044. He made the most saves. With one thousand eight hundred eighty-seven saves, played the most games, seventy-three, and finished second in wins with forty-one. Uh, talk about establishing dominance! That is exactly what he did in that season.
0: Yeah, and was that the year that um, he was he was up against Brodeur for most wins in a season?
1: No, that that came the next year. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah, that's 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 next. Two thousand fifteen, sixteen, he tied Brodeur. And this record still stands with the most victories at forty eight. And fittingly, he won the Vesna as the best goalie in the league. He was lights fucking out that season. He was. And you know, the previous year he led the NHL in a lot. And then he finally got his Vesna. He he probably was he probably deserved it in fourteen fifteen. Finally got it in fifteen sixteen. And then in 1617, he won the William M. M. Jennings Trophy, which is awarded to the goalkeeper having played at least 25 games, and he let the fewest goals in against him. So if you, you know, probably three Vesna seasons in a row. If honestly looking at those kind of stats,
0: right? I mean, he was a, I believe he was a top three finisher in all of those seasons, including, and then he won in the middle there,
1: right. Um, so pretty solid stuff. 2018 obviously is when he became the first Washington Capitals goalie to win a Stanley cup as the team won their first ever. Uh, the only other time they'd been, they were led by Kolzig, Um, but they just happened to face a a ridiculously talented Detroit Red Wings squad in 1995. Right. Um, so with 2000, you know, uh, four or five years in a row where he was just doing all kinds of crazy stuff as an individual and as a team. And, of course, during this span, they were winning divisions and winning President's Trophies. So, very good stretch for Holpe the last five or six years. And
0: yeah, and if you, you remember, know. though, in 18, he had a questionable – I mean, he down the stretch, he faltered. Grubauer took over. Mm -hmm. Grubauer played the first two games against Columbus in the playoffs, dropped them both. Holpe goes in and then they go undefeated through the rest of the series and basically pull off the the extended sweep there. And then it was Holpe's game from then on out. Then, you know, I have it up on my wall. He makes the save in the finals and and that's a huge turning point in in the series of the Stanley Cup finals Um, after backstopping us through Columbus, Pittsburgh, um, Tampa Bay, and then finally just t- capping it off with an incredible performance in the finals against Vegas, and we win the fucking Cup. I mean, what an incredible, uh I mean, it- drama. Definitely high drama there, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I th- I think Grubauer showed that he was, without doubt, the best backup that season and oh, no deserved doubt. to be a starter. Uh Hopey came in in Game 2, of that Columbus series, and Kept them in it, but they still did lose. He, he came in and, and they lost in overtime. But then, like you said, they won the four in a row and he, he played solid, finally got the monkey off the back, beating Pittsburgh. The caps almost blew it against Tampa Bay. Uh, Holpe stayed strong through it all. And then he had the save of the decade in that, um, uh, that was Vegas game two.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, game two.
1: and and then after game two, they pretty much you pretty mu- I mean even though there were some close games, you knew the Caps had it right. for the rest of the series. So, uh the 2018 was special, and like you said, he he lost the starting job towards the end of the season and started the playoffs as the backup. He handled it like a pro, kept his composure. He didn't pout. He just did his job when he was called upon, and they were rewarded. And now. He sits 45th all time with 282 wins, and he sits 27th all time with a current save percentage of .916. Which obviously, that one he could drop. Um, you know, he can't have any less wins, so he's at least 45th all time. Right. But you know, if he if he happens to do bad the rest of his career, he could lose his spot on the save percentage list. But he is in the top 50 in wins, and save percentage. So we've been pretty lucky to see this guy. Um, He's special. He's got wonderful flow, father (laughs) of two, loving husband, and he's probably going to get a very big contract for another team next year, which he deserves very much.
0: Absolutely, and the only goalie that played in Washington who's got him on wins is Ole Kolzig, who has around 300. So... You know, Hopey will most likely become goalie of record, depending. But you know, it maybe not, probably not. You know, Kozik may still hold that strong because we we think we've we've discussed it before. We think Hopey's probably gone after the season, and we just can't afford him. He's and especially yeah. with the salary cap going the way that it is. It's unfortunate to see, but he's going to be able to walk out of Washington into the sunset, head held high, as a Stanley Cup champ, Vesna winner, and probably a very rich person. <laughs> and do his next contract. No doubt. So is that is that it? Pauly.
1: Well, is that it? Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's that's all I grabbed for him. Um like everybody else we've mentioned, we could talk about him for days. Right. But um you know, these are some of the highlights. Hope he if 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 you've had any doubts, please quit hating. Don't detract Holtby deserves our love and our loyalty. And even if he ends up with another team, I hope he gets a a flurry type loyalty and uh, respect when he comes back home the way they in Pittsburgh have loved him uh, because Holtby deserves that exact same treatment.
0: Absolutely. And I think he will. Um, You know, the naysayers, that, that shit's going to settle, you know, they're going to realize that they're idiots and then, you know, years down the road are going to realize how good he was for us. Um, but it's a bit of a passing the torch to Samsonov right now, and that's just how it works. The Capitals wisely do not pay their goaltenders a lot. So, yeah. you know, there's that. But I guess we'll move on. We'll do our our live ad read here for Manscaped.com. Here it is. The Lawnmower 3.0 is out right now. You can get it. And if you go to manscaped.com and use promo code THPN, you can enjoy 20% off along with free shipping. That's manscaped.com, use code THPN, and get 20% off and free shipping. You know, your boys will thank you. Your boys will thank you. I've been using this thing, man. I've been using it. Yeah.
1: Hockey Troll has one. I have one. Things are clean. Things are tight. Things are nice uh and tight. You know, yeah uh <laughs> it's tidy probably is what I meant uh, things look good, things feel good. Go ahead and buy one because you won't regret it
0: absolutely dude. I've been doing it in the shower
1: yeah it that's it, it's a it's a benefit you know you don't have to worry about the water
0: and it's got this like l- super strong light it's it's legit, so uh yeah you can get you can get all into that area um safely and efficiently um so I guess with that man, let's uh kick it over to our in hilarious interview with <laughs> Bayou Benders. Um uh and and like we said, he's he he he's the self-proclaimed ebug of the hockey podcast network. He's doing content with everyone. He's hosting shows, um a couple different ones he's done this year alone he's done the predators, he's done The New Jersey Devils and the Habs. And from what I understand, he may be moving to the Habs full time, which would be a joy for him because he's a huge Canadians fan. Um, and in this interview, we kind of discuss a little bit about how the relationship between French Canada and Louisiana kind of plays out. Um, and, and, uh, he talks a little bit about new Orleans, which is my favorite city in the United States. Pauly, we still got to get there one day, one day, once we get that THPN money, you know, once we get that hockey podcast, uh, network money, we should plan a vacation, go visit him.
1: Go party on bourbon, man. Absolutely. Go party
0: it up. Go eat some incredibly fattening food that really just sticks to your ribs and, and makes your makes your soul happy. So. I can't
1: think of a better combination for food than French com- combined with Southern culture. Oh, I, mean, I know that, That's uh, I mean I can imagine why it's so good because those are just good good starting spots. Absolutely, absolutely. So
0: strap in. Uh, we hope you enjoy this edition of Hockey Apocalypse. <laughs> New Orleans. What's going on, Caps fans? Welcome to another edition of Hockey Acolypse. It's me, the hockey troll, and I am here with Polly Cupcakes. And we have a very special guest going a little bit off of our, our beaten path, if you will um, Bayou Benders. Uh, now, Bayou, you've been repping a lot of different teams this year, but you are a Habs fan, correct?
2: That is correct. Um, I've been like the e-bug of fucking (laughs) content around here. Like, if you need a co-host, dude, it seems like I'm just monopolizing, just moving around this, this community. You're
0: like a, you're like a, you're like a fucking, um, uh, content god here. You're just omnipotent everywhere. Um, actually, you know who I've been, um, I've been linking up with is Ray Ray, who I had heard that you you Whoa. brought onto the network, right? That's that's your that's your uh your connect, right? Dude, uh, I just saw one of her first videos, I was like, She's got
2: pizzazz, you know, and <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I'm a little I'm feeling myself, boys, and I got a couple beers in me. Uh just just because I knew I was coming on to this specific podcast, I had to get ready, you know. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, you know, I watched one of her, her, her one of her first videos, I was like, dude, she's got it. You know, she's got it. I sent it to Isha and I was like, dude, you need to check her out. And then sure enough, Grant goes on to one of his vacations and lo and behold, we bring Ray Ray in for an episode of uh Hungry Hawks and you know, now she's a part of the network. I'm excited that I was able to bring something
0: to this community. Absolutely, bro, and I mean there if you I have you listened to their podcast, it's fire. It's hilarious, dude. It's great. Yeah, it's it's great. It's great to have, uh, two ladies talking about the hockey lifestyle and whatnot. And and their their guest spots are incredible. Um, you know, definitely like along the lines of hockey's for everyone. You know, um, it's perfect. Absolutely,
2: and it's it's so cool that the three ladies that we do have on this network are just like ridiculously like educated on hockey. Like, like Corey's way smarter than me when it comes to hockey, and I love. I love listening to her shit because it gives me so much ideas on like how I can better myself. Um, and Ray Ray is just phenomenal, and I love her partner. I'm slipping on her name right now, but breezy, man, that, breezy. breezy, such a really, really fucking dope podcast.
0: I love the idea. No doubt. And honestly, they have the most social media clout of the entire network because they yeah. bring in that hunks of hockey, which, mm-hmm. you know, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, what's this? But then I started looking at their posts and, okay, yeah, it's like straight up man rockets, like all over. But <laughs> at the same time, like the, the captions and the pickup lines that, that they, that they put on the, uh, on the posts are fucking hilarious. So
2: yeah, they're hitting. They're yeah. fucking, they know what they're doing
0: and it's, ridiculous absolutely so you know great to expand a the family there but uh but you know what uh Benders this shit's about you so uh oh
2: <laughs> i got man my heart <laughs> <laughs> so uh
0: <laughs> you know i've i've been to nola 3 times um and you know for a few days each every time and i've i've fucking loved that city it's it's my favorite city in the united states for sure uh just Everybody there is so fucking real and and laid back and easy. They, they call it the Big Easy for a reason, right? Yeah,
2: it's mainly um, because we're like we got high blood pressure, so we can't move <laughs> too fast, you know. Like so we got we got we got to keep you know our our, our fucking everything's got to be leveled, you know. We
0: got to <laughs> everything
2: slow pace,
0: bro. If if I told myself if I ever just like give up completely on life and like uh, just you know, I'm going to go somewhere to just like fade away or burn out and die. It's going to be new Orleans because I'm just going to go there. And the food is so goddamn good. I'm just going to eat like five times a day and then drink my, I got this
2: size (laughs) because of 10 years of culinary, you know, like
0: you don't get this size if you're not cooking. Right. Right. No doubt. No doubt. So, um, well let's, let's bring it back to hockey before we get, get too deep into the Nola (laughs) talk. But, uh, but you know, before the um before the the lockout or the the pause here how how dare I say lockout but before the pause I mean it was like it. yeah tell us about tell us about those halves man I mean what what was your what was your inclination there was it was it Kerry Price pulling a bunch of bums into the into into actual you know I guess relevance or or what did you see. Man, it was it's, it's
2: really fucking difficult, you know, so it's like, you know, you see what we do last year with one point out of the playoffs, you know, and we really have a playoff spot. If it's not if it's not for um, Columbus, just really just going nuts the last like seven games of the season. Um, right. Really just based off of their goaltender. He had like four or five, you know, uh, shutouts at the very end, like definitely boosted me really high in fantasy. <laughs> <Yeah>. But
0: <laughs> I picked him up, but- too. Fucking Elvis, oh, yeah, dude. Dude's name's Elvis. How do you not? How do you not pick him up? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's the king. Um,
2: <laughs> but man, you know, we go into this season, and I'm expecting to have that same mentality. Um, I'm expecting people like Max Domi to have like another breakout fucking season with this team. You know, you go from eight goals with Arizona to like I want to say it was like 28, 30 goals. Yeah. You know, you're expecting that again. You're expecting to see, you know, almost getting back to Montreal from 2014 and 15 when we're making, you know, we're the third round in the playoffs, you know, just barely, barely getting beat by like New York and the lightning and shit. And we just kind of fell apart early. We didn't really have a good feel for the team. Um, we were, we were putting a lot in a cot. Cotton Candy, that's what I call him because I have a lot of trouble pronouncing Cotton Candy Emmy (laughs) sometimes, so just bear with me. Um, So Cotton, you know, we sent him down, but I really think that it's not the end of his – you know I don't think that he's going too far. I just think that maybe we brought him up a little too quick. We're not really doing too much right now. So it was a better idea to send him somewhere where he he can actually play more minutes. We weren't playing him as much anymore. Um, I mean, we did – we did add uh Sherratt. I thought that was a great pickup for us. Um, but just overall we we just kinda lacked. You know, we didn't we don't have a solid backup goalie. Um we had Kincaid for a while, but it seemed like Kincaid looked good, but then we'd put him in these situations where it was we just we couldn't help him. You know, right. it was against a really difficult team, and then, you know, no matter that we had Shea Weva or Jeff Petrie you know, uh, or Sherrod or any, or or fucking, you know, Mete. It doesn't matter. Like our defense just was struggling on the nights when we had the backup and Corey, Carey price is getting older. I still think he's got maybe, you know, like five really good seasons left in him, but he needs help. You know, this is now coming into, you know, a two goalie league and we don't have anything to really help him on the back end. We saw a little bit of Caden primo, but I definitely think it's time to bring him in. You know, I think that we could have just kept him, kept him around, let mm-hmm. him get a little, you know, get the little rust off him, get him, get the little queasiness out of him. I think he would have did really good, but I think we really lacked in goaltending to help carry price. You know, he's only going to get older and our offense, we have, we just lacked like, you know. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're a team that's basically the, you know, the early two thousand Spurs on ice, and I don't <laughs> yeah, right. mean I don't mean like we're champions. I mean like we play a very you know uh, old school game. It's got to be by the books. You got to pass. You know we're looking for these very intricate old school passes to play the game, right. and our offense is falling.
0: You know, yeah, and I mean once you guys moved Pacaretti you know, I and then resigned Price. I was looking for a bit of a rebuild. But yeah, I mean, unfortunately for the Haves, it just hasn't come through. I mean, Polly, are you are you feeling that too? Just from the outside looking in?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it seems like the uh, last couple of years, you know, they're just they're they're on the cusp and uh, they they just can't seem to get where they want to be. Um, they make moves and it just they're they're still like you, last year, one point out. Um, right. it just seems like. I, I would assume, as a fan, it's probably very frustrating to be a Habs fan right now.
0: Yeah, because at this point, you, you'd you'd want to see him c- commit to a rebuild, right? Like move some <clears throat> yeah. shit around, right? I mean, or or is that the case? You tell me, Vendors.
2: Now I'm gonna say this: like I was all for the rebuild because, like you're saying, you know, you see those, you look at a team that was really giving it to Boston a couple years back, you know. Oh yeah. Um so we felt like we had the team to move forward. We just needed a couple pieces, you know, and then Bergevin, you know, PK Suban, that whole debacle happens. And I think that the real trade that needed to happen was Max Pacioretty. I like Max Pacioretty, but as soon as we slapped a C on him, it seemed like it was too much for him. His play declined. And look, as soon as we trade him, look how good he's o- he is over in Vegas right now. Or, or you know, pre-postponement, right. you know, just absolutely going off. Uh, Bergevin made just ridiculous trades that I was not on board with, but I see now that they're starting to look good. You know, um, we have a lot of prospects, and I think I think that's what a lot of people that aren't big fans don't see is that we in these trades we brought in a lot of prospects and a lot of picks that have really helped us. With the Max Pacioretty deal, we brought in someone like Nick Suzuki and um, Thomas Tatar, and both have been essential. Nick Suzuki's like in the top five rookies right now. So
0: and I, I love that Suzuki guy. Cause you know, fellow, he's a fellow Asian, right? So, Hey, um,
2: dude didn't know you were Asian. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you got, you well, got a voice of an angel. And I'm not saying that's, that's anything that would be like, Oh, it's a, it's an Asian voice, but
0: like <laughs> I saw your
2: videos. I'm like,
0: who the fuck's this guy? Like, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, it. it was so anyway, but yeah, like, so you're saying that, that, the Habs are in the midst of a low key rebuild. Is is basically what I'm picking up. Am, am I picking that up right?
2: Yeah. Um. You know, if you go listen to the Habs podcast from last week, we really went in on, on the fact that we have so much coming up in this next year and the following year that we we don't know what to do with some of these players that are going to be big deals. And we were even trying to figure out how how you know how do we make these defensive parents because we got uh, uh, Romanov is expected to come and play for the Canadians. You know, he's going to back out of uh, playing in the KHL to to take his career this way. Um, I just think that it's time. Like, we're about to see what Bergevin has been planning for the last couple of years, and all of these young players are about to make a big impact in the Canadians. And I think if the game does come back this season – we're going to see a lot of young kids get their first chances because we're not going into the playoffs we're too far out of it but this is a great chance to let these kids get a first, you know their first taste of the game and see the potential that they could have you know moving forward cuz this guy is not afraid to trade all of your fucking defensemen <laughs> so like you know i don't i don't see I don't see him not doing it again to bring up some of these fucking these kids. If they're anything like Nick Suzuki or Cole Caulfield, when he's ready to come up, you know, they will make places in the fucking in the lineup for
0: him. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, I was I was high on Nick Suzuki when I saw him in prospect camp a couple of years ago. So, dude is so, sick. Yeah, I, I think you got promise there, and and so I guess you know maybe you know Polly, our our ire was um misplaced now. Bergavin, he's, he's that GM that's like mad ripped, right? Dude, this, this guy can rip phone books. (laughs) He's like on that HGH. Like, the the dude comes out to like press conferences flexing and shit. So that's hilarious. You
2: couldn't, you couldn't ask this man to take a piss, piss for you
0: if (laughs) if you, if you were playing, you know, like, he'd be like, Hey man, sorry. Like,
1: (laughs) is he bigger than Rod the Bod?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, yes. Yeah. Dude, Rod the Bod's, Rod the Bod's ripped, right? But like, he's not, um, I don't know. Bergavin's thick, bro. Like, <laughs> Bergavin's like, like the Canadian All Might. So. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Okay. Well, hey, uh, you know what? Caps fans, you learned something today. Um, one, the Habs are low key going to rebuild and are going to be what it sounds like. One of the better young teams in the league. And are going to go back to that identity that they had, which is more speed and finesse, um, to, to play in, in the Eastern Conference. And Bergvin may or may not be on HGH, but <laughs> either way, he could definitely fucking kill you with one punch.
1: You know, it kind of sounds like, uh, the Canadians are a little bit like the Rangers, whereas they're having like a rebuild while staying semi competitive.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah, like there was a lot of games this season where we, you know, it ended in overtime, and you know it was just a it was just a bad play on us. You know, like we had the game in the bag, we chased them teams that we shouldn't be beating. We chased them all night, and we 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 were able to capitalize. You know, just it just didn't fall in our corner. But you know, I I don't think that it's been a shit season as far as like yeah, it, it sucks number wise, but I think that we saw positivity as far as looking at the prospects coming up and we're pinpointing the guys that might not be here to bring in some of these guys. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Good stuff. Um, yeah, because like I said, from the outside looking in, it's like the Habs are doing nothing, but apparently, you know, from an insider net, you know what folks, that's why we bring, that's why we bring experts on. So, so good stuff there, man. Now, um, now, let, let's move on to, to the hockeyocalypse, uh, segment of this. And we get to, I've just been itching to talk about New Orleans, but so you're a Habs fan and like, I don't think people really understand how like Louisiana and New Orleans in general, it, they have that connection to French Canada, right? Absolutely. The, the Cajuns and the Creoles. Right. And so if you didn't know, you know, A lot of settlers from Montreal and from that from that area and in French Canada in general just came down and settled and basically just toughed it out for like a hundred years down in the swamps of Louisiana and now you have amazing places like like New Orleans right. Mm -hmm. You can find a lot of them. You keep going down the road
2: past where I live Mm -hmm. and you'll start to pick up. If you've ever seen the Waterboy, Farmer Fran is is basically the modern. (laughs) You know, Canadian that is now, you know, fucking just <laughs> this backwater sounding guy. Dude, if they could have taught us that language, which is just a fucking, uh, fuck fest of French and Spanish and this really backwoods watery swamp sound. And I would have majored in that shit because it sounds yeah. absolutely insane.
1: <laughs> it's like those, uh, those, those Cajun, uh, Gator hunters, whatever that show is, yeah, you got you people. Yeah, you gotta have a have subtitles, dude, to hear people speak in English.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and when dude, when they don't speak English, man, <laughs> it sounds like fucking like like you're hunting, like you just it's quiet, right? And you start hearing shit move in the brush, and it's like, what the fuck, Sam, was that? Oh, it's just a fucking guy in a straw hat walking through barefooted, you know, through the <laughs> brush.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, and and it's funny because you know, in the New Orleans area, the the accent is more like New York. Like, you know, if someone who wasn't versed in either would probably mistake you for somebody from New York. You know,
1: you know, I was I was yeah. thinking that throughout this conversation a little bit, like a book Okay, Brooklyn now almost. see,
0: you
2: guys say that right, but working on Decatur Street for so long, I would either get New York because no no one would be like, "Oh, you're from here." You know, I I would just be getting like something to drink. Just how y'all doing? Right. And they'd be like, where are you from? Like 10 minutes down the road. You know, They're like <laughs> I don't know what that means, but where's your family from? I'm like the same fucking spot. <laughs> like, it sounds like you're from Boston. I'm like, I'm not from Boston. Right. Um <laughs> And I'm not from New York. But apparently people hear that. And then like when I pe- hear, they would be like, this guy's from New York. <laughs> and he'd be like, yeah, I don't sound like him at all. And like, take it as a fence. And would be like, yeah, don't worry, bud. I don't want to sound like you either. Like,
0: <laughs>
1: fuck out of here. Like.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, um, yeah. And so, so you work on Decatur. Now that's not that's anymore. A, now, okay. That was my previous job. Now I work for Budweiser. So I distribute beer. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, maybe you could hook us up when, if we get down there with a couple of cases, fall off the Come truck. Come on down, bud. <laughs> <laughs> i'll take you down like fucking beer avenue we got
2: i don't know man choppa tula street's got like i don't know like seven craft breweries now and they're all
0: fucking amazing nice nice yeah i mean so generally when i go down i stay on the other side of canal um the the non-bourbon street side so the other side of canal because the hotels are a lot cheaper over there yeah cbd I, area yeah and then i and then I, I walk a few blocks to get to get to the the french quarter or whatever but um you know, I, I, it's such a great city. You, you can't, I mean, one trip ain't going to do you, you know? Yeah. I, you know, you can do bourbon, I've done bourbon or whatever, and that's great. And then, you know, I ventured off last time I went down, I ventured off to Frenchman street, saw some live music Mm -hmm. that would just blow your fucking mind. Um, so, you know, all that, but, uh, but when it comes to hockey apocalypse, like what is now, and we, you may already know, and have probably maybe even seen this, you know, with Katrina and everything. But, you know, what do you think will happen in, in NOLA if there's a total, if total chaos and everything shuts down? I mean, you are New Orleans and Louisiana is, is a, is a culture of, of a bunch of people surviving. So, I mean, what's going down when, when shit goes, when shit hits a fan?
2: Well, they're going to go to like all like the, the fucking, <laughs> they're going to go to every Walmart you can think of. <laughs> And that place is going to get fucking cleaned out. They're going to get robbed. You know, there's going to be some good people in there trying to pay for their bread. There's going to be a lot of people running with TVs along with the bread. You know, like all the essentials, the canned ham and all that shit. Bunch of rice. You want to know what the number one thing that was gone when I went to try to go get groceries? Red beans and fucking rice. Everybody knows you can live off that shit, right? Absolutely. It doesn't go
1: bad either. No, right.
2: I mean, dude, I, I cooked a pot for myself, you know, and it shit lasts me a week and a half. Like, we can live off that. Yeah. We know we we know how to survive down here, you know. So right. they're gonna loot the fuck out of all these places, and then it's just gonna become a quiet town. Right, everybody's just be chilling inside, and then like all your neighborhoods are gonna become their own little fucking nest of like groups. So it's like, all right, this whole street, this is now. I wouldn't call it a gang. But then we're going to ride together, you know, and, and that's how, that's how we're going to survive. A lot of places around here have like stilted houses, you know, because of the, right. because of Katrina. Yep. If you, if you want to talk about like zombies and shit, people are just going to knock their porches down. That way there's no way of getting inside their house and they're just going to fucking chill. We, it's, it's a hot place. The, the fucking, it floods a lot. So it's always muggy and hot. The air condition goes out. We used to this type of shit. We would just open a fucking window. Zombies be trying to get in, you know, people ain't stupid. There's a lot of guns down here, you know, we'd right. find a way.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that is, that's probably the most, I mean, that, I think, Polly, that's the most real answer. Everybody was like, nobody wanted Everybody's to say. Everybody's tiptoeing
2: around it. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: yeah. And nobody wanted to say everybody was going to go ham and just <laughs> They're get gonna that, send get all that all 70 young, inch.
2: Like all the adults that are like, like all the, all the older people can going to be like, Hey, I'm not going out in this shit, but if you staying in this fucking house, you going out in this shit, and you're going to come back with some fucking bread and some fucking rice and beans and, you know, some boudin, and we're going to survive, you know? And a
1: brand new plasma screen.
2: Yeah, absolutely, because we got a generator, and we right up the street from a pump. Like.
0: <laughs> so, so what neighborhood do you live in? Do you live in Metairie, or...?
2: No, I live in the Paris, bruh. Mm. <laughs> so, it's where actually me and my former co host Devin used to live when we grew up. Uh, it's called St. Bernard Parish. It's where the Battle of New Orleans took place. Okay. It's about 10, 10 miles outside of uh, New Orleans. So okay. You gotta pass through Araby, bro. You gotta pass <laughs> through the Ninth Ward, then right? the Araby, and then Araby starts St. Bernard.
0: Okay. I can see, I can see Polly's boner. Um, when you through with this FaceTime thing, as soon as you mentioned, uh, the bat, any historic battle, cause Paulie's a big history buff. He loves it's history. Me too,
2: so. dude. You know what I did? I didn't get a fucking, I got a, a general studies degree because I, I took like 94 credits and didn't do anything with it. But like, <laughs> of those 94, there's like, I took like non fucking history classes. You love history.
0: It's, it's fun bur- stuff, man. Tell gosh, them what you Louisiana got. Louisiana
2: history was sick. Yeah.
0: T- Poly, what what's your what's your degree in?
1: So I double majored um, uh, geography and Appalachian studies. So Hell yeah. it was it was geography and history heavy. I mean, it was basically just like the culture of West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Tennessee. You know, that's nice. basically what I majored in. Right. Dude,
2: that's sick as fuck. Uh actually, my my grandpa was a carpenter and he built a two-story cabin out in Tennessee, so we spent a lot of time out there. So like one of my early early teams other than Montreal was Nashville, up in the mountains. Yeah, okay. Uh right right outside the mountains. We we were in what's called Crosby, Tennessee, little small town about 30 minutes from like Pigeon Forge,
0: Gatlinburg area. Okay. Good shit. See, we're connecting here. We're connecting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you said the Battle of New Orleans, first thought was Andrew Jackson.
2: <laughs> yeah. Actually, there was like three high schools down here, you know, and one of them's a Andrew Jackson High School. So, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Andrew Jackson's an OG in, in New Orleans. That, uh, that Jackson's actually, I tagged you, uh, Benders in that, that post behind, um, uh, St. Louis, uh, it's Cathedral. Mm hmm. That's Jackson Square there. And, uh, yep. and there's a big statue of him in the middle. Polly, we got to get down there, man. It's, it, yeah. What a fucking town. You'd love it. Just the amount, the amount of history and, and, uh, architecture is amazing. But, uh, that's fun. anytime
1: you, anytime you can combine history, good food and getting fucking hammered, I'm in. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's what we,
1: that's what we do in the summers. We go play, uh, lacrosse in DC and just. You see, you guys are
2: athletic. That's all it takes. You know, it, it's the ability to power through how fucked up you are and just to keep walking. Yeah. You can keep walking. You got it. You know, you guys play exactly. hockey.
0: You know, you got this. Absolutely. Um All right. All right, Bender. So, wh- OK, everybody's looting. Plasma TVs are, are flying off the shelf, whether Walmart's putting them through the scanner or not. Where are you going when everything turns to shit? Like, you know. How, tell us how you're getting there. Where are you going?
2: If I'm staying in New Orleans cause they, if if I'm staying where I live because they shut off the, uh, the bridge. Cause mm-hmm. there's only one, two ways to get into this parish is it's two bridges. Okay. So if they shut that shit down, I'm knocking the fucking, I'm knocking. Like I said, my porch down. Fuck it. <laughs> if I can't sit outside, I'll just open a window. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm knocking the porch down. I'm getting my cat inside. And we <laughs> fucking big chilling right here, bud.
1: <laughs> All and right. we
2: got boats, you know, I'll fuck canoe to my friend's house if I got Right. You know, if, if it comes down to floods, that's what we're going to do. If I can leave the parish, I'm going up north, Louisiana, where the shit's real hilly, where they got more guns than they do down here. <laughs> All
1: right.
0: There it is. That seems
1: to, that seems to be the right call. You know, get, get into the mountains. Yeah. Uh, just get away. Don't be in a cluster of people because that's when you're, you're more vulnerable. No. Yeah. One thing you about know
2: down here is like everybody knows each other. So you'd be in a fucking like a caramel cluster down here. You know, you'd be in like a praline, which is basically just a cluster of just bad shit for you, like sugar. Right. Um, <laughs> but there's, there's no escape in that. You know, you'd be like, what's well, up, baby? You know, like <laughs> you're going to know somebody, you know, and that's probably what's going to keep you from getting killed is because right. you know
0: somebody in that, in that group, you know? Right, right. And that, and that's, you know, another first. Everybody's like bugging out. Like, the New York boys—they're out. They're going to Montana. Um, ah. yeah. Um, uh, what was, uh, Corey and Richie. Well, Richie, Richie's would Richie even ain't know. going nowhere. I heard yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah,
2: yeah, Richie pretty much <laughs> said the same thing. Yeah, Still put up yeah. on a backpack, baby, <laughs> on him somewhere. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, R- Richie, Richie's chilling, but Corey, Corey's Corey's heading out. Um, you know, but yo, know, I'm with you too, man. I mean, I feel like right now i would probably just be hunkering down at least for the initial clusterfuck you know you make it three weeks all the idiots have killed each other or themselves right yeah so you probably have a little bit more mobility if if you if you just hunker down but you know hey some of the, everybody else is like yeah i'm out i'm out you know um tom franklin he's he said he's he's heading up north um to like the dakotas or something so so all good shit there. Um, I, t- I tell you what though, here's a secret about Louisiana in general,
2: really New Orleans area, is that the, the amount of you know sediment that comes down from the Mississippi, we uh-huh. can cultivate land here. So, oh yeah, you find a way to make a perimeter, you can grow crops 130 plus days more than any any farmland in the U.S. Wow. Just because of the Mississippi, because so much sediment comes down. We are so nutrient rich that you can grow so much more down here than anywhere in the U.S. So I tell you what, I know what I'm doing. I'm turning into fucking fa- a farmer Fran. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have a backwards speech impediment, whatever. But I'm going to be cooking. I, you know, I'll be growing up some
1: tomatoes and shit. You know. <laughs> so uh, New Orleans is basically the fertile crescent of the United States. Absolutely. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. No doubt.
0: Um, <laughs> that's good shit. Um, okay. All right. All right. So you, let's say it cr- gets crazy. Your situation gets fucked up. Um, and you gotta either save something or take, you know, you know, you get your, your survival. You get one thing you gotta take. Um, if you're bugging out or if you're staying, I mean, let's say all your shit's gone. You're staying in New Orleans, whatever, but you gotta move locations. You, you're in a hurry. You gotta take one thing for survival. And one thing for hockey, like artifact, you know what I mean? For, for something yeah, you. that, that you, you, you want to like pass on what, what, what are you taking? Survival. Yeah.
2: I'm taking like, like a hatchet, you know, like, and I ain't okay. trying to be like fucking Rick from the, the book version of the Walking <laughs> Dead, but the hatchet is universal. You know, right. the hatchet can do a lot. Sure. I would take an ax, you know, maybe an ax would be better, but I, I, I like hatchets. I would yeah. take a hatchet. I think that I can just do a lot more with that. Um, now, hockey related. Yeah. This is where it gets a little is. It, I'd almost have to be a two parter. Right. Okay. And it's. I got a New Orleans brass jersey. So a New it, Orleans, it's the only it's the only hockey that New Orleans has ever known is the New Orleans brass. The new Orleans so I would take The, the brass, brass jersey. Their, their name brass. was
0: called the brass. Yeah. What was what that? League federal was that? league
2: fucking banging?
0: What league was that?
2: Oh uh, fucking oh uh, man, let me look it up for you. It's like uh, it was like before the E, the like uh, federal league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me look it up. Okay. Uh But what I would do is I would take that jersey, and then inside the jersey, I would wrap the book for the future of hockey, and not just because I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan, but I would wrap the book, the game by Ken Dryden. OK, because that is the most integral book for hockey, like a memorabilia, um, a memoir based. I would have to bring that book with me. If you haven't read it, I would definitely give it a look. Definitely going to have to. I have not read it. Um, So, yeah, fucking. Yeah, it's an amazing book. It's it's from like his perspective, like sitting in the locker room and knowing that he's going to retire. No, before anyone else knows about it, just thinking, you know, like they're passing around the cup and he's like, yeah, I think I'm done, you know? <laughs> shit like that like dude it, it was it's 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 from a mind of a hockey player is is how you're reading it and right. since you guys played hockey i'm sure it's it's you know you would you would have a lot better understanding than like someone who like me who just you know fantasizes about playing right but it's it's from the aspect of of a real player who played in one of the best eras of hockey but yeah yeah so the the brass paint played in the echl 97 to 2002
0: wow do you remember that, yeah. Molly? Cause we got a, we got no. a pretty prominent ECHL team in, in our own town.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, I looked it up too. I saw their 97 to 02. Um, the ECHL, I feel like has just recently really tried to do cross, like the cross country travel. Um, right back then, I would assume they probably only would have seen each other in like conference finals or the yeah. Celtic cup. Or championship. I mean, it's,
0: the Kelly Cup would probably be where they the only chance they'd see each other.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's possible. They may have played, but I don't remember them. But, you know, they folded in 02 and I was only 10 years old, so. Right. Uh Yeah. They, well, so they, um, they could have been here. And, Look, and, it was and, really cool. Our coach was <laughs> Ted Sater.
2: You know, he coached the Rangers and the Sabres yeah. and the Flyers and the fucking Bruins. Like, he just coached everywhere. You know, we had him. <laughs> and if you know anything about New Orleans, Ray Nagin our fucking mayor of chocolate city, he was the owner of the team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Holy it was so shit. Sick. You got to love that. You got to love that. Um yeah. now, so it's crazy because um you know, another ECHL team, Polly that I don't think you know about, is the uh Pensacola Ice Pilots and that's I used to live in Pensacola.
1: Oh, you um, told me. Hey, come on now. Come on.
0: You know about yeah. the Ice Pilots? You remember them?
1: Yeah, Pensacola has an SPHL team now.
0: Do they? I wonder if they
1: play in that arena still. But yeah, uh I'm I know my minorly cocky. Okay. There you, go. <laughs> you didn't know the brass, Polly. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Hey man, we, we weren't around for long, man, but it was really good. Our problem was that we started to transition to where the like the the Smoothie King arena. Okay where like, you know, the fucking pink, the Pelicans play and shit. Yeah. Our problem was that we were kinda doing what the islanders were doing. We were splitting Mm. Playing from the you know, um the from the municipal auditorium to the arena, and it just was costing too much to to transition to the um you know the Smoothie King Center, and that's Brutal. that's what folded the team. It's fucked Bro, you, up because we gotta we got get big some fans picks. out here.
0: Gonna get some pics of that jersey on on Twitter or something. I got you, bud. I'll take. Yeah. I
2: actually uh got a guy who who's like my my integral fix on finding me old brass memorabilia. I got two pucks <laughs> coming in.
0: <laughs> nice, yeah. nice, so nice.
2: I'm, I'm building up my Louisiana hockey, you know, shrine. I'm going gonna to put, I'll never fit in this fucking jersey. It doesn't matter <laughs> if I get fucking fit with skip or the six minute abs. It ain't fucking happening. I'll never get in it. I bought it so I can immediately put it into a frame. And I got my Shreveport Mudbugs jersey. I need there to get a, a Lafayette gate, uh, ice skaters and then I'll be set. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that name though. New Orleans brass. Dude, it was, oh man, the logo was sick. So fucking sick. So you, like, one logo was like, it just said brass. It had like two Mardi Gras beads and then like a, uh, a horn going straight through the word brass. Oh, and then yeah. my favorite logo was purple and gold with, uh, it said New Orleans brass, but then had a uh, saxophone, uh, a trumpet, and a fucking, um, Damn, Corey, stupid ass. I don't know how I don't remember this. But I uh, had another fucking horn. I guess I'm just too fucked up, boys. This might be like my fourth. This is my fourth podcast, and I've been fucking hammering this, just trying to get ready for this one. <laughs> yeah, right, my no. lack of New Orleans instrument knowledge right now. No, we, hey, we man, won't.
1: If you we won't listen to an us on uh... trombone, trombone. <laughs> okay, okay, there it is. A, there if you happen to listen to us on uh, Offside by Mile last week, I was I was talking in circles because I was so fucked. I blacked out.
2: <laughs> Boys, I finished two beers since we've been talking. Like I'm just getting in one
0: tonight. There like, we go. There we go. Um. All right. All right. So you have the foresight to realize, you know, okay, they're gonna start hitting Walmart here next week, and I'm not gonna be able to go out. This may be the last thing that I get to do. Um, before everything gets burnt to the ground. Um, so what's the last thing you got to do in New Orleans? Like you have to do this. This will be the last time that you experience anything in New Orleans as it is now. What are you going to go do before you got to, before you either got to hunker down or bug out? Boys. I ain't gonna lie.
2: So I don't eat meat anymore. I've been, I I ain't, I ain't even trying to get into that. Right. Whoa. I'm, I'm legit. I, and I know you guys, the carnivores, I, I listen, I, I've done my research and you know, I listened the last couple episodes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm legit boiling crawfish, but just, just the vegetables. I'm going to have a boil with my, with my people. Okay. And I'm going to, and I'm going to boil that crawfish right after I do the vegetables. Okay. And we're going to have a, a last little gathering. I can't smoke weed anymore, but I'll, I'll smoke a little bit by the river. <laughs> I'll fucking just get pissy off of some fucking tully. And then I'm making my move. Either I'm staying here and just hunkering down or I'm fucking going up North Louisiana.
0: Okay. Well, what's, what that's, did you say? That's a Tull. good answer. Yeah, that is a good answer. And what's, what's the thing that you're drinking? Oh, Tully? With yeah. Me. It's, it's like
2: the opposite of, of, of a Jameson. So about 50 cents cheaper. Uh, <laughs> that, that's some New Orleans for you right there. That's a, that's a 50 cent shot cheaper,
0: but it's, okay. it's Scottish. Okay. Okay. But it's a whiskey or a. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right. I'm with that. Yeah. And, Clough and I morning. mean,
2: I'm, I'm obviously going to like, I'm probably going to rob a lot of the,
0: <laughs> a lot of the,
2: like, I ain't going to go to Walmart because I'll die in Walmart. I'm smart. I'll go to Bromart. I'll go get my shit from Bromart, which is the local, <laughs> the local owned store. I'm going to go there <laughs> and I'm going to go hit up all the fucking breweries. I'm going to get a bunch of beer and I'm heading out because I got, because I'm a draft tech. I can steal as many kegs as I want in my van, and I, I got a pump system, so I, so I'm good. I could just grab the kegs. I don't need cans. Whoa!
0: Yeah, <laughs> all that's, right,
1: that's that's good. That that's a good uh that's good to have in your back pocket.
0: Yeah, Absolutely so I'm goes. I'm ready to pack up right now. And head down. You let me know. I mean, it ain't
2: comfortable in that van. It's it's a it's got one other seat, but you can sit in the back with all the glassware and shit. He <laughs> can make a move, you know, like get your air mattress. <laughs>
0: All right, good shit, good shit. Um, uh, now, okay, so what about New Orleans are you gonna miss the most? Like, once it's all gone, once it's in your rearview mirror or whatever, you know, what, what are you going to, uh, what are you gonna miss? I'll tell you, it, it's happening right now, boys. Um,
2: you know, like, I ain't the biggest fan of going on bourbon or anything like that. And it's probably cause, you know, I just lived here my whole life, but it, it's, right. It's driving through the city after I get off of work and not hearing music, you know, really? not seeing people, it, think- it's it's so it's so scary that all you hear is just regular you know birds chirping you know animals. That's it. You don't hear you don't hear a young musician playing. You don't see the artist you know trying his luck on Jackson Square like you said. You know it has none of that. And I think that's what I miss the most is how unique this city is. Is that it's so small. It's like Six blocks deep, you know? Right.
0: And it's just a ghost town right now. That's crazy, bro. And I know that New Orleans has been hit hard and Louisiana has been hit hard by this. So, so definitely, uh, definitely want you to stay safe out there on that. But I mean, yeah. And, and that, that's something that I don't think I could imagine going, going to New Orleans and not hearing like the buskers. I mean, there, there's guys, street performers there that are better than any stage acts that I've seen.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. It's cause it's cheaper to do it on the, on the street, you know? You oh, yeah, absolutely. More.
0: Right. I mean, they can make, they can make a gene tips on bourbon,
2: you know? Yeah. Uh, dude, I'll tell you what, what is really spooky. And I know it's a little off subject. When you've been down here, you, you ever heard the, uh, we got them river boats and they play those old, uh, air, ho- uh, yeah. the organs, like, like at the games. Yeah, yeah. They play, they play that and it's so eerie because there's nobody around. <laughs> and you know, that sound just, just got carries. this. You just got this background noise. And it's just a ghost town just rats and seagulls <laughs> and fucking crows everywhere except wow. for the skaters shout out to humidity skate shop these <laughs> motherfuckers killing it right now dude <laughs> ain't nobody stopping them the police ain't around like they right. getting it
0: <laughs> yeah i mean um yeah I, you always hear that um you know not to be too tourist even though i absolutely 100% tourist and but you know here's the thing about new orleans is it even the tourist stuff you do is so authentic. Like, it, it's it's like, yeah, I'll admit, I go to Café Du I get a regular order of ben, beignets and a Café au lait all the time. All the time. I, I do that. I go. I get yeah. breakfast. I walk around. Maybe get a drink. Maybe not. Probably still, like, trying to walk off the hangover. Café mm-hmm. du lot 11 a.m., 12, and then, you know, order of beignets and a Café au lait and then just – you know, hangover gone, and then you're out. You know, Yeah. and and you always hear those steamboats coming through it right there. So, yep. I mean, it's
2: crazy. Like I can walk on my house, and you know, yeah. you, you got to look past the refinery, but you can see boats all day, huh? Going down the going down the little canal, down the river. You know, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, the Mississippi's massive. That's that's a huge river. So, definitely a lot of. I mean, you can't shut that down. They're, that, that would starve the nation. You know what I mean? Of goods going up and down there. So. Crazy, man. All right. Well, so, so, that's a crazy, that's a good thing to miss. And then it's unfortunate it's happening now, but I'm hoping that, you know, that the nation's getting their shit together and hopefully these assholes stop protesting about staying inside and they just do it for a few more weeks, a couple weeks. And then, you know, we're back, right?
2: Yeah. We just got to watch out for like Farley and them, and the motherfuckers down there in Florida fucking enough for everybody who's going to a fucking beach in this shit like right
0: right out right. your
2: goddamn mind y'all ain't y'all ain't from new Orleans. y'all don't y'all don't y'all don't know how real it could get you know like it's <laughs> fucking wild out
0: there all right all right so last question um what's more likely the world ending or the Habs winning a cup in three years
2: world ending <laughs>
0: I mean, I mean,
2: we we in we in a small rebuild, All right, But I mean, let's let's just be honest. The world might end in a fucking month, you know. Like compared to compared to waiting on Ber- Berger to to bring up the right kids, you know, to to, to give Carey Price a fucking backup, you know. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that the was, world that will was... end, you know. I think we wanted the closer Canadian teams to get into a cup. Okay. I don't know about winning. I think we got a better chance than, than Toronto. So suck on that.
0: Whoa. That's a bold (laughs) statement. Polly,
2: Polly, you hearing this?
1: Yeah. I, I just don't think Toronto's going to get it together. Uh, Toronto
2: tried to build a team. I'm talking like Miami Heat, like big three era.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a perfect, like, uh, comparison. I,
2: you don't do that in hockey.
1: Yeah. They just don't, they don't have, uh, they're just not a good team. Like, they have a lot of talented individuals. They're just not a good team.
2: Yeah, they, they're very talented by themselves, right. you know, Like, but they can't seem to fucking learn how to play together.
1: Right, I mean... Exactly. like It's, not, it's not like to be the too. Little
2: Giants out there, you know, before <laughs> yeah. they got good with Rick Moranis.
1: Not to be too cliche, but it's kind of like, um, you know, the Soviets put a beat down on NHL All-Stars, mm-hmm. like, back in the 70s and 80s. You know, maybe the... NHL had better players, but you know they didn't play like a team. So, yeah, Herb,
2: um, Herb Brooks, bro. I mean, I just watched yeah. Miracle Boys. Yeah, Herb so. Brooks was was just legit. You know, he was just like, yeah, like you put the best players on a team doesn't make them a team. They 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 want the puck more than they want to play together, more than making that breakout pass or you know that that pivotal moment in the game. Right, right. No doubt, no
0: doubt. Yeah, I mean that's uh, all right. Well, <laughs> that was the fastest response. On, uh, I ain't got time to think question. about
2: that, man. We the fuck <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: Canadians, Like, <Braleigh. laughs>
1: I don't think you even finished the question and you had the answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. World's ending. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Well, all right. I've got one more question. Like, because uh, that last you know, one ho- was
2: a little too quick for you. So right, like, well, we got we to bring in another one. Like. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs>
0: and, and this is completely selfish of me, um, but where am I supposed to eat next time I'm next time I'm I'm in town? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Boy. Where, am I, where am I going? Boy. All right. <laughs> well, first we're going with me. That way you don't have to pay for that much. All right. Uh, what type of food do you like? Like, what, what are you looking for when you come down here? You're trying to get something oh, like man. super fattening, like, like fried chicken, or you're trying to go like Creole.
0: You know? So, I mean, anything that starts with a roux is good in my book. So yeah, like, you know, Crawfish etouffee, that's all good. Gumbo, you know, you got to get the gumbo. But the one thing, all right, so here's what I do. Uh, again, when I go down, I hit bourbon. And I know this is, the, I'm probably going to lose like like street credit here worry on about this. about
2: street credit. But
0: <laughs> I go to Romelades because it's the only place that I, I know that has, that will, will be open and always have this dish. And I get a uh, turtle soup with a shot of sherry, oh. a little bit of sherry on it. And that I get that, and then I I've just the soup, and then I walk out, and then go eat something else like immediately after, like I, I so yeah, you know you just you hit your spots for your
2: specific things you like that that's exactly I get it
0: right, but I mean if there's another place you know that has great turtle soup, I'm definitely down for that. I mean a- anything really, I, um, uh what is it Fiorelli's? That's what I went down Fiorellis, that yeah, motherfucker burned down. I was I was
2: working that motherfucker burnt <laughs> they what? they burned that motherfucker down when. Uh so they reopened, right? Okay. Um, but it wasn't the same after that. These motherfuckers left their they this is what they claimed, right? So so you get an inside scoop. They claimed <laughs> that they left their fryers on overnight and that motherfucker burnt down because they weren't cleaning the traps. Uh... New Orleans, listen up, we know what happened. <laughs> I worked down the street at Turtle Bay. Okay. Four businesses down. We we twenty four hours, those fryers don't turn off. Right. That didn't happen. These motherfuckers were like, "We trying to, we trying to make this place look better." We about to arson the fuck out of it.
0: <laughs>
2: That's what they did.
0: How many we, years ago was this? Because I was down there 2018 last time.
2: Okay, yeah. So you, you, you went there to the newer one. Okay. That was them remodeling. All I right. want to say this is like 2016 or 15. This okay. is back when I was still like ling around in college, thinking that I was going to do something with my art career. But again, I'm smoking a blunt, you know, when I could smoke. So if my if my boss is a listen, I'm drug free, everybody. I'm I'm a clean cut citizen. Yeah, we smoking and we notice clouds are a lot bigger than they supposed to be. We go out front. These motherfuckers. I mean, this shit is burning to a crisp outside and everybody. Everybody's outside just hanging out, you know, beer in a shot. Five dollars. Just sitting outside watching. Watching this motherfucker burn down.
0: Right. That's crazy. I mean, this shit
2: was classic. Uh, but no, if you got to go somewhere, you're on the right street. You okay. go past Fiorellas, past Turtle Bay, you go to Coops. Now, Coops, Coops got a bad name for themselves because of the rats, right? Every fucking place <laughs> down here got rats. Right, right. It got all fucking right. rats, all right? <laughs> so if, if that's your big problem with this fucking place is it got rats, everybody got rats. Anyway... <laughs> They make the best fried chicken next to this place up where my wife's from called Southern Classic. Okay. So you'd have to go out in the boonies for that shit. But the <laughs> best fried chicken you can find in New Orleans is at Coops. Coops. They also have uh this is a local favorite. You could get what's called uh damn, it it's uh it's a chicken chopper tulas, right? Okay. Of chicken, you get the redfish, and that is a local secret. Red so it's fish. basically it's it's basically a nice piece of redfish over some rice with a nice sauce over it and asparagus. Whoa. The fucking licious boys. Oh man, I'm already Delicious. hungry. Delicious. Dude, I'm that place hungry, is bro. one of the best Creole spots you could find for the best reasonable price you could find in New Orleans.
0: And what what's that place called again? Coops.
2: Coops. Okay. So, uh, all right, that's it. It's done. If, 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 if we survive this and shit goes back to normal, (laughs) I'll bring you there. I guarantee you'll be, you'll
0: be paying like half price for your meal. All right. That's good. That's good. And okay. So it, it, it's crazy because I'm, and I know we're off the rails here. Hockey apocalypse is obviously over now. We're just now we're, now I'm just standing, um, uh, New Orleans right now, but, uh, Paul, you're going to like this story. I was, I was down there and I want to say it was on Dauphine. There's a Yenzer bar because I was trying to find the Caps game. Uh And it was Caps versus Pins. And I was walking through New Orleans and I heard the NBC NHL music. And I was like, whoa, hold, hold on. What's in here? And it was the shitty Yenzer bar. I mean, it was a, it was a nice bar it has like a, a rooftop and stuff. I forget what it's called, but it's it's on Dauphine around, and I want to say it's around around Fiorellos, but I, I don't know. Are you familiar with that place? It's probably the Ass Ball. The what?
2: The Ass Ball. It's called the American Sports Saloon, but we ain't yes. going to bother trying to speak that out. we just right. going to call it the Ass Ball. <laughs> yes. probably the yeah, ass I, ball. I think you're right. And yeah. I can tell you, if you're looking for hockey while you're down here, you can go to the Ass Ball. You can go to Turtle Bay. You can go to fucking Ryan's. You can go to Tracy's like we'll find right. you hockey. Like all right, the, the little bit of us that that live down here that
0: need to watch a game in you in the city, dude, we'll we'll get you covered. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff, man. Well, you know, Paul, you got any you got any other questions? I mean, we're I'm already I'm ready to pack pack up and go, dude. Just just eat my fucking ass off right here, but but what's up, Paulie?
1: Oh man, you know me. I'm a I'm a big eater and uh you introduced me to some pretty good stuff when we go to the big city, so uh, I'm I'm my mouth is watering thinking about this this yeah. food in New Orleans. Oh my god,
0: That's incredible! I and mean, you don't get it anywhere awesome. else, you know. I mean, there's people that try it, but, but just the amount. And that's the thing is that you got to have somebody like Benders here to tell you like what's really good because honestly, you really could just stumble into any place and get good food. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I you mean, get, like, you the find good someone shit. with a
2: with a really Hard to pronounce last name. I'm sure his family <laughs> got some great food. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, Benders, man, thanks for coming on. Um, you know, let all the fans know. Let them know where to find you.
2: Boys, it's been a pleasure. Um, you can find me Instagram, Twitter. You, uh, you know, just buy you Benders. Uh, all one word. It's that simple, boys.
0: Awesome. I like it. I like it. It's easy. It's easy like the big easy. Um well, I got to get to editing. Um I know uh I know I'm sure, you know, we got to continue drinking for sure, so oh, got to finish this I'm, buzz I'm off. I'm cracking another one. So <laughs> <laughs> we good, boys? All right, man. Well, hey, listen man. During this whole time, stay safe, stay smart, man. Um and and look forward to hearing from you from from both the Haves podcast and and the the New Jersey New Jersey Devils podcast, man. You take care, all right? Yeah, man. You guys too. Next time we'll talk a little bit more beer. All right. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Thanks for coming, man.
2: All right, guys.
0: All right, Caps fans. We hope you enjoyed that interview with Bayou Benders about New Orleans and a little bit of Habs talk. Um, you know, A great interview. Check him out on social media. Definitely a good follow Instagram, all that stuff. Um, if you're in new Orleans, I guess, look him up and give him a shout. He'll, he'll hit you up with, with some, some beers and some, uh, and some quality food. I actually asked him about red beans and rice after this, uh, uh, after we recorded this interview and he hooked me up with a pretty good, uh, recipe. So definitely, um, hope you enjoyed that. Next week we will be continuing Hockey ocalypse and we will have the Oil Country Podcast on with John and he's going to tell us a little bit about how the Edmonton Oilers were pre-pause and what kind of promise they have in the future along with a little bit of insight into Edmonton. Um it, it, you know and I keep saying it man and Polly you tell me but we haven't had a bad one of these yet.
1: No, you know, it, pretty much every week, I'm, I'm like, man, that's the best one we've had. And then we top it. Um, right. These have been, these have been really great conversations and it's been, it's been good to just hear different perspectives from different places in North America and to hear about the towns that we haven't been to. It's, it's nice to get a little bit of an insider, uh, perspective.
0: Absolutely.
1: So hope you guys are enjoying this
0: series. Um, you know, I think we might take a break here soon on it, uh, we'll see what who who we can get interview um, spots with. But in any case, Cavs fans, hope you guys are staying safe, staying healthy, both mentally and physically during this during this trying times. And hopefully that we can take maybe an hour out of your day and make you laugh a little bit. Um, but until next week, it's Polly Cupcakes and the Hockey Troll signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at
0: Cupcake Pauly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.